Hi everyone and welcome to episode 18 of Merv Hughes Fishing, the podcast starring the one, the only... Jason Kennedy! Hey, much, yes. <laughs> I was going to say Merv Hughes. No you weren't. Yes I Have was. Have a look at you. Former Australian great cricketer, celebrating draws as we speak and... Uh, high, what a, what high, a fantastic... Now, I know high-fiving. it's a couple of weeks ago. Jason Kennedy's here, I'm Kevin Hillier, Merv Hughes. That first test match, and we haven't spoken about it because it's a fishing podcast, but that first test match where Usman Kawaja... Batted for nine hours or yep. something in the the second innings, and and Tim Payne, newly appointed captain, did really what a fantastic effort. And people will never know how good an effort that was. And uh, people who don't understand cricket will never understand how you can have a game that goes for five days and not have a result. Well, and here's, yet, a, here's and yet a simple answer. We are raving about it as cricket enthusiasts. We think it's a great. Here's a simple answer. You may not be good enough to win, but you can be good enough to stop the other team from winning, and that's exactly what Australia did in that first Test match. Yep. Yep, no, I agree. Good. Let's get on to fishing. All right, let's get on to fishing. Now, we've got one of JK's great mates in the fishing industry uh, coming on a little bit later on, John Bell. One of, um, or the yeah, – yeah, there's, only there's not many on that list, big fella. She's <laughs> <laughs> a pretty vacant shopping list. <laughs> we've got the one and only good friend of Jason K- <laughs> So, fishing guru, he's going to talk about Central Coast, New South Wales, uh, both – offshore, inland, estuary, uh, fresh, salt, whatever you want to talk about. What have you got for us this week? What do you bring to the table? Absolutely nothing but the Caulfield Cup winner. Well, and who was it? <laughs> Mate, who cares? You just pushed my Cup. mute button, didn't you? No. <laughs> there. Anyway, Kevin, I was wrapped. We walked into the studio, listeners, mm-hmm. followers, fans. Um, there was someone bigger than Murph using here. Bigger. Bigger. Bigger on my list of... Yeah, bigger. Yeah, well, not... Oh, bigger in... Not, not bigger not in stature. stature. Oh, you mean big in name. Big in name. Oh, you mean the midget that was in here before yeah, him doing... Don't it. be like that. Another one of the podcasts that we Mate, can I, can I just house. throw... Before you name names, can we throw out hints? He was the best looking bloke on the flat factory floor. Yeah. Him and his Yoko. Him and his Yoko and the yeah. best looking... Yeah. And I want to see what he's doing in 50 working years. Working class man. That's 50, yeah, 50 years is his. Working class man is his. No, working class man wasn't his. The best looking bloke on the factory floor. Who's that? <laughs> Uncanny X-Men, my friend. Brian Mannix, the one, the only. And there wasn't enough room in this room for two big names like yep. Mervyn Hughes and, of course, Brian. Brian so he had to go. <laughs> and I'm still here. Thank you very much. But you have a photo of yourself with Brian, yes. which we'll put up on the uh, on put it up on the Murphy Hughes Facebook page. I've already done it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I said, finally, today I've met someone with okay. talent. You know what I mean? Mate, don't you love <laughs> thanks, thanks for that, Jason. Brian, <laughs> thanks, Brian Mannix. No, but on a serious note, how, how good was he? And right. how good is he still? He loves right. And you know, you know what I reckon. You could he's... put him on a hook and put him out. Yeah. he's that small. Yeah. yeah, not big enough. Um, <laughs> you know what I loved about the the best thing that he ever did when he played the bouncer on the door in that St Kilda nightclub in Chopper. Chopper. Yep. How good was that? That yep. just elevated his stocks to another level. <laughs> <laughs> this is is this just a movie show we got going. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So, well, I was going to ask you, celebrity fishing people. Yes, there, there are lots. Of, yeah. Yeah, a lot of lot of cricketers love love the um, a lot of footballers. In fact, love the the fishing. And uh, Greg Walker, who is a mad St Kilda fan, um, talks about the the St Kilda boys spending a fair bit of time at at JV Marine, um, just sort of getting boats and and what are getting getting information. But yep. um, mate, across the board, you with the Hawthorne guys, yeah, I've been up with Jordan Rafford, um, 
the orange so, sorry, sorry, so Jared Ruffhead, Jordan Lewis, Silvioli, Liam Shields, and of course okay. Brent, Brent Yeah, so he wouldn't have gone with the other Ruffhead because he's a Bulldog four, supporter. Four premiership. No, he's just gone to Collingwood. Huh? When they get photos done, Kevin, they hold four fingers up. You know why? Because they haven't got five. That's right, because they've got four premierships. <laughs> they should hold up three more than what the Bulldogs have So question, up, you know? question still remains, when's the last time the Hawks won a flag? Um, the Box Hill Hawks did really well. No, no. Well, Hawthorne Football Club. When's the last time they won a oh, flag? I'll check the White Horse oh, okay. District. Oh. League. 16, 2016. <laughs> I think that's more recent. Let's 15. move on. Um, no, 2016 right, I'm talking so about. Right. Yeah, so stay with us here. Bulldogs. <laughs> Bulldogs bite. Bulldogs roar. We give over. Anyway, fishing. Fishing. Yeah, so John Bell. Bogues from Melbourne. Where'd, where'd Does he we go? Fi- oh, really? Okay. Central Coast man. Gee, we got off track there, didn't we? Yes, we did. To get back on track. We did. We're yeah. going to have a talk to John Bell. We will. Fisherman extraordinaire. He joins us. Man, <laughs> uh, many stories and uh, great experiences. We'll talk to him next. Here on Merv, who's fishing and uh, and cricket and football and... Brian Mannix. Man- Brian Mannix <laughs> fan club meeting after this. Merv Hughes Fishing is the name of this podcast. Merv Hughes, Jason Kennedy and Kevin Hillier. And uh, fishing's full of great characters, Mervyn, like your good self. And uh, we've got one on the line right now. Uh, his name is John Bell. You yep. tell me he's a fisherman extraordinaire, retired these days and getting set for a big fishing trip in December. Fishing guru. we'd have a tra- chat to him now. G'day, John. Hi, boys. How you doing? Not too bad, John. Now, what have you been up to? You re- retired? You enjoying retired life? I am, mate. It's uh, It takes a bit of getting used to, but it's been a year now, and I'm, uh, I'm warming into it, let's say that. It's been a year. That's gone quick, hasn't it? It has, yeah. It goes real fast. Uh, yep. That must have been just after our Port Macquarie trip, was it? It wasn't too much uh, longer Max, after sorry. that. Yeah, yeah, Lake Mac yeah. trip. Um, wasn't, it wasn't much longer after that that I decided two hours driving each way to work at had knobs on it, so I was out of there. <laughs> uh, well, when when we were fishing with you there, um, you were with Rapala. Um, yes, that's correct. How, how long were you with Rapala before you retired? I was I was there three years. Yeah, just three years. Yep. And now seventeen with pure fishing before that. Seventeen years with pure fishing. Yep. Yeah, we're going to mention that. Um, and why the change? Was it just something new, a new challenge for uh, you? Yeah, or? yeah. Well, you know, nothing stays the same forever, Mervyn. Yep. Um, it was time time for me to uh, to move on and explore new, you know, new ground, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Fishing industry's been very good to me. Uh, now, now that you're retired, and I know you got your feet up, and I know you're just about to put some sausages on the barbecue. Um, <laughs> we we know all that, but do you still keep your, I suppose, the foot in the door with the fishing industry? Do you still follow it, and Absol- do you still? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, I, I actually got a little bit of a part-time job. I just do a bit of fill-in work at a, a tackle store up at Toronto, so that keeps uh, keeps me acquainted with what's happening with rods and reels and lures and bits and pieces, and yeah, I. Was, Keep my hand in that way. Geez, geez, Valley, you ringed about two hours ago in the Sydney, I'm guessing, travelling to Toronto for work every day. No, Toronto, <laughs> in Newcastle, not Toronto, oh, Canada. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah no, that's a fair comment. Obviously, brains is a, yeah, moves the brains oh, of the group. Yes, no, uh, JK, just trying to be funny there, John. He's not that yeah, good. <laughs> um, the thing about fishing is that yep. um, in a short amount of time, it travels so far, doesn't it? So the fishing industry oh. and the, the new gear that's out, Things change so rapidly these days. It's quite amazing stuff that's coming out. It's uh, and that, that's why I love still being involved in it. You just see what's going on and you know, buy new things and try new things. Yeah, we had uh, Bella. We had Bushy on the show two or three months back now, and 
he was saying when the sort of squidges first hit the hit the market, they went bang. Then of course Berkeley came yep. with their products, and yep. of course they went bang. But he said you know, yep. most most things do have a use by date. So what's the new hottest and latest thing at the moment up up around the central coast? The hottest lure, without doubt, in the soft plastics is for just for brim flatties. School Jewfish has got to be the, the soft vibes, the Samaki yep. type vibalicious uh, Z-Recky things. Anything that's got a little bit of swim, a bit of paddle to it, they are so easy for anglers to use and super effective. Yeah, so they're a sinking lure. Uh, throw them in, yep. let them sink, pull them up. And yep. when you pull them up, you can feel the actual vibration um, sure. through your rod. And is that the thing that attracts the fish? I'm sure. Well, that's certainly part of it, the vibration that... The that it puts out. There's various types of vibing soft plastics. There's ones with a fork tail where you have to impart a lot more action yourself with the rod yep. tip, but there's others that have got more like a, a T tail or a thumper tail, which has got a natural swim action, and then there's ones with a curly tail, which just swim very easily. So at different speeds, uh, yep. different retrieve techniques, they all do different things, but, yeah, keep them close to the bottom, around structure, slow roll them, Give them, you know, a, a quick twitch every now and then, and yeah, as I said, super effective. Yeah. So, Bella, you were part of the revolution when that when the power baits came out, and of course when the golf sort of shortly mm-hmm. shortly followed. You made all those all those DVDs around Cos Harbour yep. Way. Yep. What has been the longest surviving from those initial um, days of when you sort of well, well, we're doing it? Yep. But what's yep. what's still around? What's still just you just you go to, Lou Bella? Well, squidgies and gulp are still probably the longest stayers that people relate to. Uh, there's still a lot of gulp sold. There's still a lot of squidgy sold. Uh, as you know, well, you know, well know, Jason, um, simple things to use, put a jig in it, chuck it over, and depending on what you're fishing for, if you, you, know, you know the right retrieves, then those baits are still super effective. Okay, so I'm just going to rattle out three or four of Australia's biggest species and just give me your straight reaction. Yep. Uh, which, which soft plastic would you use? So we'll start yep. with the, the biggest and the best Jewies. Uh, seven inch jerk shad bait and flathead. Uh, four inch power grub bass or two inch grub and kingfish in the blue. Uh, seven inch bait of any description, as long as it's got a real pale white color and a lot of action in it. And, and, and who was that bugger that dropped your first ever cobia on your birthday about seven years ago? Yeah, I think it's a bloke having a birthday today, actually, by the initials of J.K. <laughs> yes. Um, now, interestingly enough, bass came up there. Um, I do yep. the, the Freshwater Masters, and one of the dams yep. we fish is Glenbourne. Um, have you mm-hmm. been out there this year? Do you do you get out there? Um, I do get yep. out to St. Clair and to Glenbourne um, occasionally. I haven't been there this season yet. It's only just starting, yep. starting to fire up. We've had a really bizarre winter slash spring, a dry winter, and now the coldest and wettest spring for God knows, I don't know, since Adam was a boy. And so the bass fishing has been a bit patchy, um, but they are starting to catch them now. I have seen some some good reports coming in of, of good bass being caught, but it has been a bit slow. So when you're fishing Glenbourne, so just wind the clock back to last year, yep. the year before, yep. um, you, you've mentioned um, the best on the bass there. Does that, mm-hmm. is that a seasonal thing? Because um, when I go up there, I must admit, I, I fish sort of hard bodies um, and try yep. and get them down to about that, I suppose, 15 foot, so four metre mark. Um, yep. So what would you be doing in, say, the, the middle of November? Uh, now I would be starting to target the edges yep. of the lake. Uh, bass are coming out of the deep water where they've been schooled up and holed up for the winter time. Hibernating. They're, 
Yep, they'd be coming up onto the yeah. edges into the weed, and uh, I'd be throwing uh, you know little soft vibes like jackals, uh, two-inch grubs, uh, small spinner baits, that sort of stuff, and just working them over those weed beds. Okay. Uh, what you probably don't know, Mervyn, Bellies and hate me saying this, I'm not pumping his tyres out, <laughs> out of the, I don't know, half a dozen bass shows have done, Belly, St. Clair yeah, with Lost Stock yeah. and Glenbourne yeah. and everything. Um, yeah. Do you remember that day at, at St. Clair, that first cast, you threw that little pop yep. on that day, it was thunderstorming his yep. guts out, and yep. bang, you got that 50.5 centimetre bass? Yeah, I do recall that. Yeah, yes. you, don't, you don't forget <laughs> stuff like that, do you? <laughs> no, <laughs> no that, was, that, was a, that was a priceless moment for, for a variety of reasons, which we can't say. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, first cast to a little uh, a little old stump, just a metre off the off the uh, edge of the bank, and, yeah, bang, got him on, and, uh, yeah, as Jason says, it was absolutely absolutely flogging down rain and lightning. Yeah. Uh, it was a scramble to get the camera under a raincoat to get some footage. But, yeah, it was a great fish and a, a great day. I do recall it very, yeah. very fondly. So, so, uh, so where are you going in December, Johnny? Mate, I've got, uh, I've got a gig out on a, uh, a big charter boat. We're a 72-foot mothership. We're taking three tenders. We're going out 400 kilometres to the outer barrier to a place called Diane Banks. Uh, chasing all things large, so uh, bucket, bucket <laughs> all, list is, uh, all things large, all things large, <laughs> big dog tooth, big yep. GTs, uh, blue marlin. They're getting sailies out there as well at the moment. So yeah, that's uh, six days out there. Looking forward to How it. How big's your suitcase? Uh, we're can you can you fit us in? <laughs> can you fit oh, us in? This is where we're angling at. With that, um, do you do any any reef fishing as such? So for for coral trout and for red emperor and that, or is it just... Oh, no, we'll definitely be doing that too, Murphy. Yeah. We'll be throwing lures for trout and uh, yep. all the sort of standard, you know, the usual suspects off the edge of the reef. Nighttime fishing for, you know, with baits for emperor and stuff like that. Yeah, it's going to be going to be full on and we awesome. hope to be able Massive. to bring a few fish back. So, yeah, so, yeah so, looking so, forward to it. So, so Belly, which is your favourite type of fishing? Look, look, you... Back in the day, I think you were part of the Sydney Sydney Game Club, and I've seen you with the mm. thousand thousand of our grander, the, the mm-hmm. black male, and I've seen you with bloody brim as well. But just sort of sort of settling down on your career now that you sort of folded the chair up, uh, yep. which has been your favourite your favourite style of fishing and where? I think barra fishing is probably one of the things that I really enjoy, just simply because it's it's not harsh on the body. You're not getting bashed around, you know big ocean and big wind and it's pretty comfortable it's not far from home if it needs if you need to get home the variety of species that you can pull out of a northern territory creek is pretty amazing you know you can you can you can catch 15 different fish in a day if if you're going all right and as as we've spent many hours jace chasing those big meteries um when you get the good one on it's it's just the best fun ever yeah. Now, John, the, the probably one concern I've got with that is that at least in Victoria and New South Wales, when it gets hot, you can sort of cool yourself off by having a swim, but that's really not possible in the NT, is it? <laughs> no, no, the lizard's up there enjoying you know, chicken legs, a little bloke like me, but uh, that's what you have eskies for, <laughs> Yes, exactly. Oh, well, Bally Speed, it's been real catching up, a bit of, a bit of deja vu hey, John, again. can I ask you a question? Yep. Do blokes like so, you who know have all this knowledge and know what you know about it, know the good spots and have all the good gear, do you ever go for a day where you don't catch anything? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. good. That's what sends thank, you back again. Thank God for that. <laughs> yeah. Mate, it's, that's why it's called fishing and not catching, isn't it, Bally? Absolutely. The, yeah, the big yeah, thing about right. No, we all have bad ones. I, I reckon if you caught fish, if you went out uh, Port Phillip Bay and said, right, I'm going to catch five snapper, and you caught five snapper, you go, well, I'm going to catch three flathead, you catch three. You go up, you catch it. Mate, it becomes boring. So uh, Absolutely. The challenge, yeah, right. the challenge is species of fish and size of fish. 
Okay. Absolutely. Well, yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> make it challenging. Challenge you. Keep challenging yourself. Just keep trying new techniques. Learning new things. I mean, you can never stop learning in this game. Anybody who tells you they know it all, uh, go to the, go to the next place. Well, JK <laughs> normally tells me that. Yeah, this is how you do it. This is how you do it. <laughs> There's a couple of blokes I know. Believe the thing they do. But anyway, uh, uh, you're right there in Hamilton Terrace. So, so you're pretty much right in the action of the Central Coast, whether it be the entrance, um, yeah, Lake Lake Mackie, we're sort of down the yep. Port Stephens. So, so, so this this time of year, um, have the Marlins started down at Port Stephens? No, 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 not yet, mate. It's it's transition time. Um, so we're moving out of that sort of traditional winter thing, you know, the snap of fishing for when, you know, guys can get out. As you well know, the, the footy season in both states sort of occupies a lot of people's attention, but now that's done and dusted. Um, yeah, the bass are starting. The, there's still a few snapper around, and we've had a lot of rain, so there's been some really good jewfish being caught in the lake and uh, in Newcastle Harbour, off the beaches as well. Salmon schools are still on the beaches, but that'll all change. There's a few tailor around, uh, but it won't be another another month, six weeks. I guess the first right marlin might be poking around. Just depends on the currents, but as I said, transition time and uh, everybody's gearing up for that summer season for sure. Yeah, so in the Sydney, was it the Sydney Game Fishing Club you're involved with in your work for Harbour Tackle? Is that is that right? Uh, broken, broken, broken Bay, Bay Broken Bay. Yeah. So, so not not broke back Mountain. <laughs> no, 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 Broken no. Bay. Sorry, <laughs> what, what stays on tour, Valley? So do you still uh, do you still enjoy getting out chasing the marlin, or those just just those days are over now? Oh, the, look, the serious marlin fishing days that cost me two houses they're gone <laughs> um, but i uh, still still thoroughly enjoy getting out on the on a cockpit on a nice day as you know jace can't get calm enough for me i'm too old for all that yeah, rough yeah, stuff any, any longer but I, I still love it and uh yeah it's it, it's anything that jumps out of the water and shakes its head at you has got to be high on anyone's bucket list, and they do that supremely. So, Well, John, I reckon it's a tribute to what you've done in the fishing industry. You've done it all your life. You've retired, and you're still keen to get back out there. A lot of people just be sick to death of it, but obviously you love what you're doing. I do, mate, yeah. It's, it's been in my blood since I was a little boy, and uh, my dad bought me my first fishing rod. I was probably only seven or eight <laughs> years of age, and ever since then, um, yeah, it's been it's been my primary passion in life, that's for sure. Since you're seven or eight, what's the first fishing knot you learned to tie? Uh, I'd have to say the FG knot is the most. That wouldn't have been that the I'd... that wouldn't have been the first one you learned to tie, though, would it? Oh, the first one. I yeah. Learned to tie. No, no, just a simple blood knot. Mate. Yeah, I, I reckon. Old. I reckon as a ten year old, I went fishing on a farm with a mate at Violetown, and his dad came over, put a hook on with a blood knot, and said, "Son, that's the only knot you'll ever have to learn if you uh. go fishing." He, so and he blood was blood. not far from the truth. Yeah, the old blood knot. Yeah, that's, uh, that's been the staple for everybody. For yeah, exactly. It's, right. it's a simple one to do, and it works well. Hey, John, we've kept you from your sausages and your barbecue for far too long. Far too long. Imagine you're drooling by now. Uh, it's been a pleasure to catch up with you and uh, enjoy the. We hope you catch something large and in big that, and yeah. whatever in in, yeah, uh, in well, December. Catch up with me uh, after uh, the seventh of December, and I'll regale you with uh, the good, the bad, oh, and the ugly. That sounds good, John. <laughs> two, 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 okay. Two things, Valley. Say good to Lynn for me. I and, will, mate. Yep. And once you mention your father's name, I'll never forget that story you told me. Oh, yeah, that's a cracker, isn't it? Yes. I'll tell yeah, Merv during the break. We can't, we can't put that on here. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, Valley. Good on you, Thanks, mate. See you, mate. Bye. Take care. Talk soon. See you, mate. Bye. John Bell. 
How good was that? What a what a what a great character! What a what a incredibly nice bloke. Great bloke. What I've, I've only met him a couple of times. Uh, JK's known him for what 15, 20 years. Yeah, fifteen years. And he's yeah. actually truth truth be known, move without all the sort of the jokes going around. He's actually one that sort of taught me most of most of all the soft plastics fish and what, yep. what knots to tie. What what sort of styles? What he, he's just the bloke. I can't thank him enough, guys. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, the thing that really interested me in that chat was when he talks about. The, the footy season in both states, so New South Wales, Victoria finishing, yep. that to me coincides with the weather getting a little bit warmer, doesn't it, end of September. Yep. And that's where people get out and fish. And they've probably got uh, those no distractions, uh, no distractions, <laughs> distraction, no distractions, because it's over. Um, you know, a lot of people, even if your side's not in the finals, you're going to watch the finals. And then you get out after that. And the weather at the moment, um, yes, it's been a little bit windy at times. Um, so fishing, and especially if you're out in a boat, is is very much weather dependent. Um, and while you can get some great days this time of year, you can also get those days that just blow up a little bit. So make sure you've got all the relative information before you get out there. From a catching point of view, uh, catching fish, is it good that there's rain the day before or is that bad or is there, is there any of those what factors? fishing for. Oh, okay. Well, you're fishing for fish. Yeah, well, what, what you, species? Tell me, tell me the species of fish. The ones that bite the hook and go. Oh, and, oh, yeah, they're nice. <laughs> they're nice with the professor. <laughs> uh, when the wind blows from the west, fishing is the best. When it blows from the east, okay, no uh, good for no good. bees. Yeah. Okay, so there are those, there's those, all those little wimes and yeah. that go with it. But, but, also but ultimately, if you can get out and you can find shelter, so Port Phillip Bay, um, when it blows from the west, if you're uh, you, you can find shelter is what I'm trying to say. So yeah. um, especially if you're freshwater fishing, you're on a river, um, you're on a lake somewhere, you can normally find shelter. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's always a good a good lee side in Port Phillip Bay, which are pretty lucky here. But you're right about that. When it blows the west, pretty much the best here in the bay. However, if it blows from the north guys, if one of those big northerly changes come in, pack up and go in. They just shut down. That's that's just a natural law of the universe, Kev. Yeah. Yeah, northerly's never been good. Yeah. Where where's the place you'd most like to be right at now least, fishing? Can I say something? Yeah. At least when we went east and west, we had a rhyme. Now northerly, north. yeah, nothing, nothing rhymes with north. Yeah, no? It was a good horse. Yeah, very good horse. <laughs> where would you? Where would be your ideal spot to be fishing right now? She's if right you were now, right. throwing a throwing a line out today, where would you love to be today? Well, snapper are coming in the bay, so well, Port, just... Port Phillip Bay. So this time of the year, um, when the water starts warming up for me, yellow belly, the cod season's closed. Yep. Um, and to be honest, I haven't had much success on, on yellow belly, but having said that, I don't really target that when I fish that much. So I'd, I'd like to, to go and target the yellow belly a little bit more. So around the dams and, and rivers of, of Victoria. Yeah. And also just, it's just about the right time, Kev. Bitch, I'm really going up to the film show very shortly to the Hawkesbury River in north right. of Sydney. Yep. The juries are coming on now and, and also the, and um, also the kingies. The kingies around Pittwater. King, yeah. Kingfish. Yeah. So, yeah, to answer your question, yeah, get me on a plane to Sydney. All right. Because the last plane out of Sydney is almost gone. Yeah, and he, he loves Oxford Street. <laughs> <laughs> only, only during March. Uh, are, they, are, are they biting in Oxford Street? <laughs> no. No, no, no. They're very gentle on Apparently it. Apparently not. And I just, hey, just want to remind people to go and check out the milliondollarfish.com.au yeah. website as well to keep uh, updates on what's going on with that big million-dollar barra. Yeah, we spoke, in, uh, we spoke in, to Brad last week, didn't we? Yep. yep. Yeah. So that's, that's ongoing. So. Yeah, that's ongoing, October through to the end of March. If you're planning holidays up there, you can have a look, check the website yes. out, see how many's left, see how many's been, uh, caught. been caught, and if the biggie's gone, well, there's still plenty of ten thousand dollar fish yeah. and all that. There, My so. word. 
Well, check them out, milliondollarfish.com.au. All right, that's uh, that's another episode. Thanks to John Bell for his time. Thanks yeah, to Bertie Gregory Charlie. Hughes. Thanks to Jason Kennedy, Thanks, the birthday Kev. boy. Happy birthday no, to you. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> yeah, no, he's heard it too often. Yeah, well, mate, he's been celebrating it for two weeks, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, okay. All right, uh, that is Murph Hughes Fishing. Thank you.